Hey everybody, this is the Unredacted Podcast, starring Kurt Schlichter for Town Hall VIP members. I'm here with my pal Drew Maddich again. Hello everybody. We're always here every couple of weeks because we always get together and we cook. And I'm sure we're going to talk about uh, the steaks we did and the wine we did. Absolutely. And, uh, well, let's see, the president uh, got diagnosed with COVID and hauled off to... Uh, Walter Reed Hospital, so I suppose we will bring that up. It might come up some, at some point. Yeah, so, uh, wow. Oh, and by the way, to our uh, Jewish friends, it's Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. I keep getting it wrong. And uh, my neighbors are celebrating it, and uh, uh, we wish, I don't know, is it happy? Yes, happy. Okay, well, it's great. I, I, you know, I just love tell you a little story about my neighbors. I, I live next to some uh, uh, Orthodox folks and uh one day i'm i'm at home alone on easter because arena was back in texas and uh with the kids so i'm all alone i hear a knock on the door you know i'm sitting at home watching tv on easter right i'm like all alone so i'm gonna have like a burger king or something and uh my neighbor comes up and says uh kurt you're all alone on easter i said well yeah i I am i was you know because you got to come over and have Passover with us because Passover fell on the same day. I'm like, I don't want to interfere. He said, no, no, you you got to come. And I said, look, I'm afraid I'm going to say something stupid because I know there's times you talk and there's response. And, 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 and he said, look, I'm going to sit you next to my pal and he's going to tell you when to talk and when not to. But I'm not, gonna, I'm not leaving here without you. And I, I went over to his house and I had this beautiful dinner with, with my friends you know, who were not necessarily of exactly my faith. Right. Uh, and they shared that time with me, and, and they knew it was an important holiday to, for me. And I, it was just the most American thing I'd ever been a part of. And I'm, I'm just so, you know, reason number 5,182 why I love America. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. anyway, enough, enough about me. Drew, how you been? Uh, I've been... Uh, I, I've been... I've been in, really involved with work. <laughs> I, I'm really involved with work. I've, I've, I'm completely blessed for the last six months to have work to go to. Exactly. Because, if you've got a job, you should be thankful. You know, grading on a curve, I'm, I'm, like so doing amazingly well. I know. Do you, do you, do you sometimes feel like, you know, your complaints are kind of? I'm, I'm sometimes I'm like, I can't believe I'm complaining. There's oh, guys who can't work at all. I kiss the ground every morning when I wake up and walk down the hall to my office and start working. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I have managed to keep every single person employed at my law firm. Um, we have not a lot. No, no one has. Uh, we, ha- we haven't had to le- let anyone go. Uh, and of course, you know when they're you know when it's tight. I, I'm I'm a named partner. I I don't get paid. My but we've kept everybody. My so workplace was so aggressive from day one about making sure that we can get everybody back to work. That's great. You know, and I'm, as of as of Monday, uh-huh. everything that we that we had to shut down in March will be going again. Excellent. That's great. That's great news. And we're in California, and they seem to never want to end this. Oh, they, it will never end in California. Have you been seeing people drive around with masks on in their cars? I just want to slap them. Now, look, I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna. You know what? I'm not gonna make fun of anybody. For you know, for what they need to do to get through. It, look, if you if you my, my dad, for instance, kidney transplant. Yeah. So uh, potentially, well, actually, his kidney died, so he doesn't have the immune transplant problem right. anymore. But you know, there are, there are people who are immune uh, 
uh, uh, who who have immunity, and and, I, and if they need to wear a mask, I, I, I'm not dissing them. With but, the have, exception uh-huh. of driving in your car. Yes, you don't need to drive in your car unless, in, in case there's this odd circumstance where you had pretty much the entire Oval Office sitting in your car, because yeah. President got COVID. Yeah, that that uh, that. Did you happened, see that? That one? happened last night. You know how I found that out? Because Drew texted me. That's right. It's like Kurt, President's got COVID. That's I'm right. like, oh God. There we go. And it's and, two, and 2020 is complete. And it happened just in time to be the October surprise. That just was, right oh, on time. Oh, that was that was sure a surprise. Yeah. Uh, and we'll certainly talk about that. But uh, are we still talking about the debate at all? I think we have to talk about it a little bit. Okay, because I mean, you 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 said Kurt, I might disagree with you. It was a mess. Really? I thought it was a mess. Uh huh. Um, okay. I think we have to agree that. There needs to be some movement of the needle from Trump as we get to the what's, election. What's that mean? In terms of in terms of the polls, I mean he's, you know, I, I I think we can only put so much credence into the idea that the polls are wrong. Uh, it is a high risk, high reward strategy. That is correct. Here's my question. Yeah. How could Trump have gone into the debate and won people over? First of okay. all, are there that many people who went over? Uh, you know what? I, I don't know that there are that many people to win over, but I, I think still think there are a few out there because I still think there are a few who haven't plugged in. Well, here here's the question, and I think it's the most important question. There are people who are disengaged, mm-hmm. which means you haven't decided, or you're you're just not a voter, or or you know? you're just so sick and tired, or you're sick and tired of everything. You don't want to do anything. That's there right. are the disengaged. That's right. I think Trump went out with a desire to dominate and be shown as strong. Yeah. I think there was a payoff, particularly, uh, you know, we saw the Hispanic results. Yep. Uh, on Telemundo. Mm-hmm. Now, I married into a Cuban family. My, my family's German-Scottish. Okay, unless you're Poland, we're not going to get really frustrated. Yeah. Cuban families are not like that. They are much more emotional. It, that's just a fact, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think I don't think we have to pretend that every ethnic group has all the same stuff. Otherwise, then diversity doesn't make a sense. Makes sense. That's right. But if you have a Latin family, you're going to have a family that's more argumentative than a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant family like mine. Okay, but I I I think they appealed to them. I think well, and I and I think Trump coming on like a bull in a china shop, which he did, will appeal to them. But I also think that in order to move, uh, that, but that's what people are going to expect. That's what the base expects. That's what anybody who has just a cursory knowledge of the news. But is I'm not sure. Expect. I'm not sure that was who he was aiming at. I think he was aiming at people who were like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what's up. You know, why, who, which one should I vote for?" And they say, "Well, you know, Trump's not a sissy. He doesn't take crap." Right, but do you not think... That I think it was you, calculated. Do you, oh, I totally think it was calculated. But do you not think that in the same debate, he could switch gears and, and come across as... I'm going, to use the, I'm going to use the term presidential. But by, by just letting Biden talk himself into a tizzy. I, now, this, this is one thing, and I have a lot of friends. Larry O'Connor is another one who believes Trump should elect... Biden keep talking because he would have hung himself. I don't believe it because he had... I, I don't agree. I think he had Chris Wallace there to cut him down when he tried to do James Whitmore in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Okay? 
I just, you know, he, he's David Carradine in the sex I, closet. I, I get it, but if I, if, I don't if, think it was going to happen. But but if he if he left a moment of silence for Biden to search for the answer that he that that Biden was not going to was not going to find, like like you know. Which police union is going to endorse well, you? Well, but, but 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 Chris Wallace jumped in and saved him. Well, I want to move on. Uh, and again, and again, I think it's kind of chicken shit to talk about how the rest screwed you. Yeah. In a lot of cases, mm-hmm. I think the re- It's not a matter of the ref screwing him, which which he did, but that's not the. Re- I don't think the ref would have allowed that to happen, and I think Trump was reacting as best he could to the situation he faced. I did not think Wallace was going to come in so blatantly partisan. I thought Wallace wanted to be known as someone who played it straight. He was going to do it to keep Fox's rep, his own rep. I think he trashed well, okay. himself and Let, trashed let's Fox. Let's talk about what Fox's rep is now. Well, Fox is becoming drudge. Yeah. You know. Outside of Tucker Carlson. Outside of Tucker Carlson, Hannity, who a lot of people are like, well... He's been on for a while. And Laura, Fox is not Fox. If you look on there, people who used to be on Fox... Look, I used to do Fox two or three times a week. Right. I have done it once in six months. There is a reason. I didn't become less funny or less incisive. Larry O'Connor. And, you know, this is me me, me telling you what I've seen from Larry. He's not complaining. But I I don't see Larry on there anymore. I don't see... uh, you know, a lot of the conservatives uh, who are articulate and tough outside of uh, uh, Tucker. Uh, Hannity's got his own people. Tucker has his own people. I've been on Tucker, but he's got his own people. Yeah. Uh, I go on Jesse Waters occasionally. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's the one I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, never been on Laura. Not when Laura was there. Right. Um, I, just, I, I just think that a lot of the hardcore cons... Who are not part of the administration uh, uh, have been iced out, and I think it was intentional. I think they made a decision to stop bringing us in, and I think people have been seeing the results of that. You know, I used to be on Fox Business all the time. Who's the who is a guy who puts out with me or a Larry O'Connor or a Chris Stegall or a Tony Katz does on there? There, there's nobody left. There, there isn't. And that's that's basically saying, well, we're going to move off this audience for another one. I think that's very misguided. I think uh, what happened with the Drudge Report is a huge, uh, uh, big red flag. I mean, wh- when's the last time you looked at Drudge? Oh, I can't remember. The last time I seriously looked at Drudge, that is, it's been went to two Drudge. or three years. I, yeah, I. Me too. That's the last time I went to Drudge to see Drudge. I've gone to Drudge. To see what I'm missing specifically, not to see what's on Drudge, oh, what, but to see what, what Drudge is what, what's saying. What's Drudge doing right now? Yeah, because I had a tweet or an article or something. Right. right. No, and, and Drudge used to be a huge stopping point in my life. I think it is a huge error for Fox to think they don't have any place else to go. You know, some people are going OAN, some people are going Newsmax, some people are going online. I, going back to the debate. I also think that it's a mistake. Well, I, I also think that the base, the, the base is going to be the base. They're going to come for for Trump. True. Um, he I, could have gotten up there in a diaper with the, a lolly 
and Nadlered himself, and I'm still voting for him over Biden. Yes. I mean, I mean, it's just there's almost nothing you could do except you know who's great Hitler. If he did that, I might have a problem. But don't you? Although don't the you, network seemed to think he did say that. I mean, don't you think that? Uh, I mean, don't you think that a, a little bit, a little bit of silence might have might have moved the needle a little bit and drawn just like that that little bit more out of the middle. I bit. don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I do know the downside. The downside of, first of all, you didn't see any headlines saying Biden won. There were no headlines saying Biden won. Not, there were headlines not saying Not outside people, of MSNBC. Yeah, there were headlines saying Trump missed an opportunity, headlines yeah. saying uh, you know, Trump seemed angry. That was there. But there was no headline saying Trump won. Imagine Trump being weak. Imagine Trump doing Candy Crowley for my uh, Chris Wallace. But 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 Trump Trump being Trump being silent for a second and letting Biden just reach for an answer isn't being weak. Yeah, I I I don't recall a moment where Chris Wallace didn't rescue him where Biden was treading water. Mm-hmm. The one I recall was the police thing, and and Chris Wallace went and saved him. But but you know what the the I mean Trump's Trump's run on on law and order and the cities was his best. It was beautiful. It was the best. He he was good and and the polls seemed to be indicating people like Trump. Yeah. Blues the elites did not. But we saw that the uh, uh, voters uh, the, uh, the the Spanish speaking voters liked him. And we sixty percent or whatever it was sixty nine. Yeah. I mean it was just insane. Yeah. But you know. And I don't. I'm. I'm not trying to be condescending, it, it, but you know, this is. You know, Latin folks don't take crap, and they like a guy who stands up and fights. Is that is that and, from and, experience that you? Well, I I am married to a Cuban. Yes. And they don't look. You know, if you're married to a Cuban, you got a whip in a chair. Right, you know, <laughs> you're just like you're. You're like uh, that, it's like you're like Siegfried the, and Roy. The, the, whip, in a cha- the whip in a chair in it's a closet when I come over. It's fi- well, you know, we, we we've got our scenes. Yeah. In any case, um, no, it's just, and I I, I I think look, if you were weak, and you're look weakness, the only group that likes the only group that tolerates weakness, are overeducated white upper middle class folks mm-hmm. and they and, and to them weakness is just fine because a lot of them are weak for everybody else you know I can't you look at you look at Mitt Romney the reason a lot of people hate Romney is they think he's a sissy I don't I don't want to vote for someone who has never taken a punch or thrown one and I think if they had, if, if Trump had done what they expected First of all, they wouldn't have given him any credit for it. They'd have called him weak, too. Right. But everyone else would have gone, oh, man, paper tiger. So if you're walking into an ambush, look, when you walk into an ambush, the, the move is, you know, you point, you go, hey, guys, follow me, and you charge into the ambush. It's never a good situation. Your least worst option is to charge into it. And I think Take that's what Trump gun. did. Yeah, it's taking a gun into a knife fight. Well, is that, the, is that the? Well, no. I mean, you're 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 in an ambush. They're shooting at you. Yeah. You're in a, you're obviously in a kill zone by definition. Yeah. You're in a bad position. The one the, the the best of your bad options is to charge into the ambush. You run into the guys shooting at you, mm-hmm. and hope you can get there and break their line. Mm-hmm. And it's always bad. 
that is your least bad thing. And he walked into an ambush. And I think he did the least worst thing. Now, there were there were moments where I'm like, oh, you should have brought up. Yeah. Eh, look, I've, I do oral arguments in front of courts. I've done Ninth Circuit, for God's sake. You walk out and you're thinking, oh, God, I should have talked about Tinker v. Des Moines School District right. or whatever. You know, you're always second-guessing yourself. It's, it's hard when you're up there. It's hard. So when you're, when you're, with, when you're up before the ninth, you come, you, well, you, yeah, you, come, you come in with a certain plan, and do they just take you off your game with the questions, or what happens? Well, as uh, you know, I, I like to cite Mike Tyson. Everybody's got a plan until he gets punched in the face. Okay. And the Ninth Circuit punches you in the face. Oh, Jesus, age. I go up. I have a uh, panel that's uh, Wardlaw, who is a liberal, a female. Turns out she didn't read the paper. She didn't understand the case. Stephen Reinhardt, very, and, very left-wing. And, and you gain nothing by... Oh, he's good. Putting that in her face. He's never, she, I, you yeah. know, I, I was representing a company in that one. He's never going to go for the company. Okay. And Alex Kuczynski, who is a, he's thought of as a right winger. He's more of a libertarian, very, supposedly very smart. I end up in a screaming match with him. Screaming match? Oh, yeah. We were, it, tempers flared. He was, he was not respectful to me. I was not, res, I was respectful back. But I wasn't giving to him a, a freaking inch. Yeah, yeah. I, there was no backing down, and it was it was one of my toughest oral arguments, and I lost. Uh, they they not only hit me. When, when, the thing that got me isn't that I lost the argument, because you know if you're trying cases and doing cases, you lose arguments. You don't always win. The thing I I was annoyed is because they 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 very clearly violated the law. The law was X. They had the option to do A, B, or C. So do they do they just write a long way around to get to the place they need to get? Um, yes, and it was it was very results oriented. Uh, I was annoyed. Uh, I, w- I was annoyed at one of the judges who I didn't feel had understood the case. Now you don't have to agree. With, look, there are guys who understand the case who agree with who don't agree with you. They're like, okay, your argument is X, Y, and Z. I don't think that applies because A, B, is C. Okay, I can take that. Yeah. When it's, uh, oh, your argument is L, N, 7. And you're like, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. And they're like, well, I don't think that's a good argument. Bar. Well, of course not. It ain't mine. Take it up with the guy who's making it. Uh, later, I went back for a second uh, argument on the same case, and I got a guy who was practically Barack Obama, appointed by Barack Obama, looked like a Barack Obama, talked like Barack Obama, and he really understood the case. And he asked really good, not tough questions. He wanted to push up. But he was like, okay, because I know my weak points going in. Right. I know my strong points. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a perfect case, you've settled it. Right. Right? Every case has weak points. And he, he hit the weak points, and they were legit. And I think I gave good uh, good answers, and he had good follow-ups. And uh, we, we actually settled the case before I got his ruling, which kind of made me sad. I, I, that was a case where I walked out going, okay, I was heard, and, I, I, and he, he, he followed a rational interpretation of the law. So that, that Obama judge gave you a fair 
shape. I was I was absolutely happy with it. Okay. I don't I, I, I can't complain. I'm not asking to win. I'm asking to be heard. And here here's one of the dirty secrets. When I get a judge, first thing I do is figure out who appointed him. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Now there's only a limited number of federal judges in California in the West Coast where I where I practice. So I'll know if I get, you know, Judge X or Judge Y. I, I know who he is. I've been in front of him. I know what he wants. I know how he's going to rule, generally. And I know how to, ta- and I absolutely tailor my arguments to a judge. Absolutely, every time. So you know who you're going to get on a panel before you go in? Well, Ninth Circuit has a panel, but it, district judges will be one. Oh, right, right. So I know the district judges really well. Ninth Circuit, you know, you don't go up there all the time. Mm-hmm. I usually win, so I'm not really going to the Night Circuit a lot. Right, um, and that's that's one thing. I, I I so I get Trump when he's dealing when you're up there and you're dealing with somebody who's not exactly dealing fairly with you, and that 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 is the punch to the nose. And you're like, okay, what do I do now? And my my thing with uh, you know my thing with Rick Kaczynski was I was going to fight him. Because I figured my best chance was he would he would be mad, but if I pointed out where he was wrong, he had enough of an ego, his own personal ego would require him to look at it closer. And uh, I don't know if that was right. Yeah. Because uh, he, he came down against me. Uh, but, yeah, it was... You know, so I I, I I feel, you know, I, I get with Trump because when you're up there, it's, you know, you're there and you gotta, you got to make decisions. Yeah. And I, th- I think he made the best tactical decisions he could. But I, 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 I certainly think in retrospect there are things he could have done. Uh, but he definitely had a plan, which is do not show weakness. Right. If that was his overall strategy, you know, prep Mr. You know, Donnie, Don, look in the mirror. Don, if you walk out of there and they they don't think you're weak, you haven't lost. They didn't think he was weak. I don't think he lost. No, nobody thought he was weak. Yeah, I don't think he lost. Yeah, I don't think he did either. I would like to see him knock out. I don't think that was possible. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was. So, anyway, we are... Oh my gosh, we're 22 minutes in. Hello. We better talk about uh, COVID okay. and steak. Okay. Want to talk about COVID let's or talk, steak? Let's talk. Let's talk about COVID and then hit. The okay, steak. we'll get we'll get the steak at the end because I know you guys love that. Yeah. Yeah. You got no man. Do I, they, I'll tell you, they love it. Do they? Okay. I write about steak in my town hall VIP column every Wednesday, which of course you guys read, and I'll write about political things, and then I'll I'll write about something, and often it's food. Okay. Just because there's more to life than politics. Although I don't want to be one of those cliche guys going, I like politics. If I if I didn't like being in the fight, I wouldn't be doing it, folks. But I also like steak. So I talked about reverse sear. I've talked about hamburgers, and I talked about reverse sear. When did you and talk I, about hamburgers? Oh, that what do you was, do, what do you, that was what, a couple months ago. And what happens with hamburgers? We went for about three weeks or four weeks of people writing me emails, because I have my super secret email address, which is kurt.schlichter at townhall.com. Uh, we talked about very, people had their own hamburger things. And I've got, like, standing offers to go get, like, elk burgers throughout most of the mountain mm, states. Yeah. And, and venison burgers and all sorts of other things, which, you know, I ought to take up. 
but people, I mean, people want to talk about that stuff. I, I had an so elk. they love our steak stuff. You I, love our steak stuff. I right? had an elk. I, I I tried elk an elk steak in Dallas. Did you like at, it? at the NRA annual meeting two years ago. Really? Did you like it? I thought it was amazing. I I, I was also. Oh, didn't I have a bison burger with you? A bison steak with yeah, you? Yeah, at at Boa. I think you. Must yeah, have, we yeah. had a bison. I actually had one later at. Um, Voltaire in uh, West LA, West, uh, yeah, which is a fantastic place. Great place, I love that. But place. I, I, it was my first night in Dallas at the NRA annual meetings mm -hmm. two years ago. And Were you hanging with Cam? Uh, and this was no, this was before I. This was the night before I actually met Cam. Oh, okay. But um, did I meet? You, set you guys up? Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. Um, Great guy, I love Cam. I, I was going to have this. I was just going to have a filet mignon, and the and the waiter said, "You don't want that." So I don't want that. You want you want the elk. Want Try the, the elk. I said okay. And Why it not? was it was amazing, and so yes. Um, oh God, where? I I know I like the book because you gave me a piece of it. The bison, the yeah, bison, the bison, rib, the bison ribeye, the bison ribeye, and I had a bison somewhere, and I think it I think it was Voltaire. Uh -huh. It was it was good. Yeah, are they? Do we know if they're open still? Right I don't now? know, but I love Voltaire. Yeah, I do too. Man, if I could get two hundred conservatives. We have a damn conservative meetup. We could take that place over for. It's you know. beautiful. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, folks, if you're in LA and you want to do a meetup, let us know because if Baltair is open, if I, I bet open, they would we'll have us it. over. I bet they're conservative. Um, I don't know if they're conservative. They're they're in but California. if we got money, are, are, okay. Are they in California? Yeah. Question one. Yeah, there's a flowchart. Screening question. Yeah, there's a flowchart there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Go to, go to your to hide your political views. That's right. But uh, in any case, uh, so let's talk about the COVID, and then we'll get to the second. Yes. So, uh, president's got COVID, and he's gone to Walter Reed. What do what? we know? What do we know? Right now, um, and I look. You, you guys know I'm an attorney. I never talk about where I hear things. Or who I have from, but I do have my sources, and uh, I believe the source that says the president is, as he later came out and said, he's in good shape. Why, why should I take a turn for a worse before this gets published? Uh, you know, everybody pray he doesn't. Uh, but uh, he, you know, they they want to keep him over there. Look, if you're look, if you're the doctor, you're a military doctor, right? You're a colonel or a captain. Navy captain, and you're 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 the president's doctor. Are you going to do yes? Stay in the White House, or let's go to a hospital where we have every single thing, so you can't he can't possibly die. You want your patient as close to you as he can get. Exactly. And I think it's good for Trump to be there, as my brilliant town hall article of Friday says. And you guys are read it; it's a special one. Uh, uh, how much you want to bet we're going to see some video of him seeing soldiers? Oh, absolutely. And, and I bet he'll week, want to. In the next the, week. The thing is, I, I, first of all, I think I tr think Trump actually likes doing that. Yeah. Remember, he grew up on construction sites. He would go and talk to the hard hats and everything. Yeah. And the Army guys are just the same. And, you know, you, you walk in. I, I think he likes it. I think it energizes him. I agree. And he's also a showman. Let's understand it is great to see him walk into a guy who's been wounded and pin a purple heart on him. Mm -hmm. That looks good. Doesn't mean he doesn't like it, but it's also a great thing to show he's presidential. Trump out of the system for 10 days. Q 
cures the problem of Trump fatigue. Look, I don't get fatigued by Trump. I'm energized by it. Would you say everybody's energized by it? I, I'm. I, you know what? I'm the audience for Trump fatigue. I have to tell you. That's okay. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I think having him out of the spotlight for a week or two. And if Trump is, is out, is a, is a net game. It, it, well, first of all, we've seen that Trump tends to his approval tends to rise when he's not in the not the center of attention. Just like Biden's did back, you know. Exactly. Well. Two months ago. Now Biden's the only guy out there. Right. And you have a different incentive now for the news guys. There's no news happening. You got one guy hiding in a basement, one guy's in a ward. The guy in the basement, maybe they start pushing him to see if they can get some news out of him. Right? No. You don't think so? I don't. I don't know. what. See, all you need is one guy who makes the calculation... If I get Biden to screw up, I'm famous. Oh, or you're you're a pariah. I'm a pariah at CNN. But, those are, but, but aren't, those, aren't those the people you're performing for? What if, what if you're just concerned about your own advantage? Okay, CNN doesn't want me. Fox maybe will. But look. It, but what's, it, it, but what's Fox? We've just been talking about that. Well, I, I think Fox is still going to exist for a while. I don't know. It's a possibility. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I look, I used to think Hollywood was going to, like, serve conservatives because at some point they'd realize, hey, that's where the money is. There's some money there. But that hasn't been proven true. That, my, that, that theorem, that theory has been disproven by... Uh, uh, you know the, uh, the the evidence. Yeah. It is not true. It, they, they they think things are more important than money, and that may happen for journalism too. Some journalists may go, yeah, I could get a huge scoop, but it would hurt Biden, so I'm not going to do it. And then again, there's somebody else who might make a different calculation. In any case, tr- I think trumping out of the headlines for a few days is good. I think then all you can talk about is his record. It's very hard to drop garbage on him because, you know, he's sick. Biden, and I think this is really tactically foolish, has stopped the negative ads. As of tonight, Friday, the 4th or 2nd or whatever the hell it is, 2nd? Today is the 2nd. He's stopped negative ads, and I think that's, I, I think that's really stupid because... What is your argument for Joe Biden? He's not Trump. Which, if you drop the negative ads, there's nothing left. Hi, ladies. We're recording. Hi. Hi. And here you go with our dessert. And I can't figure out how to turn this heater off. Oh, for goodness sakes. Well, you you can do it. Is it? uh, Now we're going to go, okay, everybody just pretend circus music is going on as Arena tries to turn on our fire thing. Hi! Hi, Bitey! Oh, there it is. Look at that. Wow. That was amazing. That was sure easy, wasn't it? Wow, that's great. All right, well, we got that going on. In any case... Do we need to start over? Yeah, let's start over now the fire's on. Anyway, I um, I think it's good for Trump to be out of the limelight. The thing is, first of all, he's doing a lot of hits. Oh he's God. doing a lot of rallies. And I think people are getting 
think it was becoming a routine. It's a lot of fun for the people in the rallies. Mm-hmm. But boy, in the last two week or last couple weeks, when Trump goes back to start doing rallies, everyone's going to be watching, and it's going to be very exciting. Will he have the energy to to bring it? I expect I expect him to be uh, I expect him to be magnificent. Okay. I think it is very unlikely uh, that he will be physically out of it. Obviously possible. Let's talk about this. He's okay. 74. Yes. He, um, he doesn't, he's... Uh, he, he's Zocdig. He's, he's Boris Johnson. Yes. And, and Boris Johnson was laid out on his ass by this. Oh, that yeah, is true. He, he had European health care. That's right. That's um, right. Socialist health Remember... Well, that was five months ago, and uh, our, our Rena and Colleen are here joining us, and you can hear our idiot dogs, Barky and Bitey, fighting in the background. Yes, Boris Johnson was laid out, but that was four or five months ago. Mm-hmm. We now have, you know, Trump got a inj- inj- he got anti uh, you know, monoclonal antibodies or some weird shit. Uh, you know, he's taking hydrochloroquine. They're just not saying it. Yeah. I, 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 yes, he's got the comorbidity that he's a big guy with a not great diet, but he is also tough. And he looked great going to the helicopter. I mean, I think it was just genius to go out to the helicopter in a suit with your hair done and then give that thumbs up. And I was just like, holy shit, this guy's an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Look, there is no better showman than Donald Trump. And now the story is. In two, uh, two or three weeks, Donald Trump is back. With a week to the election. With a week or two to the election. And uh, I think if you're, if you're Joe Biden's guys, you have now agreed not to do uh, negative ads. Mm-hmm. So that has stopped. Why did you do that, first of all? Yeah, why do uh, Why? It's because there are residual people who think there are norms. And they wanted to do the decent thing because they thought it would be portrayed as decent. And Trump would have crucified him anyway if he had kept it up. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about what happens in the Senate. Nothing. Nothing. No, no difference. Chris Murphy today says, oh, well, we have to now stop everything in the Senate. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll stop. Oh, okay. Anything else we can do for you? Want me to buff out your Buick? <laughs> yeah, we'll get right on it, Chris. Yeah. Okay. Now, Chris, I want to make it clear. Are you the one who dodged Vietnam, or are you the other idiot? You're both Blue- from Connecticut. Blumenthal's I'm not sure. Blumenthal. Blumenthal was the one. I had a great line about Blumenthal, <laughs> where he, uh, I tweeted it. Let's repeat Kurt's tweets. I had, uh, he... <laughs> those are free. Yeah, those are free. This cost you. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, he's like, I will not meet with her... I will not dignify her with my presence. And I was like, so you're basically going to treat her like Vietnam. No! <laughs> that was... Yep. Yep. So, anyway, let's get to... Let's, I think we've covid it out. Okay, let's talk about steak. And wine. And Tell wine. me about the wine. Okay. Uh, the my, wine. My, my cookie. How'd you like the wine, first of all? Um, I liked it. It was not my favorite of the ones you've had. Really? Okay. It was very good. Well, I'm going to talk about it anyway. Yeah, I, I no, no. I think I think you should talk about yeah. it. I mean, I, the thing is, look, when when you're with Drew, 
It's like going, I don't know, gold, diamonds. Okay. Which one? I don't know. We had ribeye steaks. So what do you have with ribeye steaks? You have Cabernet. Absolutely. Okay. Tonight we had a Sonoma County Cabernet from a micro, micro, micro winery called Bedrock Wines. Bedrock Wine Company. Bedrockwineco.com if you're looking on the internet. And you should. I, I would happily buy this wine. The uh, the winemaker is named Morgan Peterson. Uh-huh. Uh, he makes he makes all sorts of wines from I mean the the really? Cabernet the Cabernet is a you know is a bit of a a, a, a bit of an oddball for him because he really it's not his prime. No, it isn't. It isn't his main because he's Napa. Yeah, he's he's Sonoma. He's he, he he does he does these field blends from like hundred yard hundred year old vineyards, oh. and and these field blends are these vineyards that have ten different varieties in them, just scattered all through Carignan and Zinfandel and and Morvedra and and all sorts of just oddball grape you know Sinso. Those those oddball. aren't what. Napa's known for. No, Napa's they're, they're, a cab one. They're, they're definitely not. Napa's a cab. Cab and Merlot and yeah. Um, so he does these incredibly good and and price friendly blends. If you're on his mailing list, go get on his mailing list, bedrockwineco.com. Um, and he, he just does these great wines that are, you know, anywhere from 20 to 40 bucks. You know, which for the quality you get is just. Wait a minute, that was a twenty to forty buck wine. And this this is this is about a this is about a fifty dollar wine. This this Cabernet. That's pretty damn good for pretty fifty damn good bucks. For fifty bucks. This is a two thousand twelve Cayman Vineyard uh, Cabernet, is what we had, and it was it was just just buttery smooth and and. I was I, yeah. I was, that was some good stuff. Really, really good. I'm trying to think. There was, I think, one time you gave me a wine I actually didn't like. Uh oh. And I don't remember it specifically. Like and I may be blind. That wasn't me. <laughs> what was it? Do you know what it was? I've only had one time that there was a wine I didn't actively like. And I'm not even sure. And I may be, I may be hallucinating. <laughs> no, it was like you know you, you got to make a note of this because you did, I don't know that you told me at the time. No, I would have told you. Oh, would you? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm, then I'm, you would remember. So maybe you are hallucinating. I might. I might be. <laughs> maybe it was. I don't think. Some other Drew. By the way, I'm seeing on here that Bill Sapiens people are emailing me. Bill Sapiens, Stepien, and Kellyanne Conway also have it. Really? Yeah. Everybody has it. Everybody has it. Whole place is in fat. What are you doing? I'm in a group cough circle. Wow. It's an official hotspot. Super spotter. Well, if Kellyanne Conway has it, I definitely think we should stop the Supreme Court hearings. <laughs> if Kellyanne Conway has it, that fat fuck of a husband's in trouble. Yeah, you know what? So can't pain every. Yeah. You know, there's always a silver lining. I don't remember his exact tweet last night, but it was pretty douchey. Oh, he was such a dick. And all I can yeah. think of is, weren't you going to spend your time trying to fucking patch it up with your freaking family, you piece of shit? Yeah, pretty much. Well, whatever. It pretty was pretty much. Mu pretty much he's destroyed the country, and now he's destroying himself. I'm like, you've destroyed your family. Yeah. But, hey. You know. You know, <laughs> you know maybe Trump couldn't handle the, the, the country of 330 million. You couldn't handle five. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or ever how many kids you have, you piece of shit. Anyway. So, let's talk about the stakes. Okay. You're, you're on. You're on. Oh. Okay, let's talk about... Okay, for the stakes. Let's talk about barbecue versus reverse sear versus sous vide. We talked about barbecue, which is direct heat. Yep. We talked about reverse sear, which is cook them in an oven, sear them on a... a essentially on a skillet. So Though I didn't do the, that so, this time. So cook them to temperature in the oven. Yes. And then just give them the color on the, in the pan. Bingo. Okay. What I did was reverse sear these. Now I went to Costco. You, you sous vide these tonight. I sous vide them. I, I go to Costco and I get the prime steaks, which are, well, the best marble quality. You know, yep. there's some guy who judges what's prime and what isn't. I don't know how that works. But these were very well marbled, and they were huge. They were about an inch and a half thick. Yep. And pound and a half each. Pound and a half each. I mean, they were big steaks. Yeah. And we all, none of us made it more than half of one of them. No. We, we are going to be having some steak salads this week. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, what I did was I sous vide. Now, sous vide is you seal them in vac a vacuum bag, and I have a little vacuum thing. So it, it's... Food saver. Food saver. Costco. Yeah. It's air airtight. Yep. And you cook it in water at a given temperature. Now, I went 129. 130 is typically medium rare. I went one down. And you can cook it. And you, you cook it. The entire steak cooks to that. It comes out. And the, the, the color on the surface, the pink, is the same pink as inside. That was the interesting thing. I, I, I noticed that. It, and, and the steak is fully cooked. It is fully cooked. It is entirely to 129. And you can leave it in for a while. You can and you could eat it that way, but it's a little gross because you you kind of want to see some color on the. No, outside. no, no. You you always have to sear. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could eat it, but that would just you want the sear on the yep. outside. Yep. Well, what I did is I took a Solaire Hot Grill. Uh, Rasmussen is the guy who makes those, and they're fantastic. Not Scott Rasmussen. Different Rasmussen. Yeah. Uh, but they both support Trump. Okay. Um, and it cooks at like a thousand degrees, and I got that thing cooking. And I threw them on top. Now, we're not going to talk about Arena's filet because, you know, this is, we're, we're focusing on the ribeye. And I seared them on the sides first. So I got a nice sear on the side because it's like an inch and a half side. Yep. And then I did each side and it got nice char. A uh, little different from uh, uh, searing in a pan because if you sear it in a pan, you can do it in hot butter and hot oil and you can pour the oil on top. But this gives you kind of a charcoal grill, a kind of a grill vibe. And it's like 45 seconds aside. I mean, it's like yeah. zero time to do Yeah, because it. it's like a thousand degrees. Yeah. And, uh, and I cut into them. I might go up a degree or two just to cook it a little more to get it. It'd still be medium rare, at the low end of medium rare. But I, there were a couple patches that I thought weren't as tender as they could be. Yeah, yeah. But it was very flavorful. It was very good. I didn't salt it enough. I should have put more seasoned salt on it. I only salt it after I take it out. You take it out of the bags, right? You cut the bags open. I take all the juices I put on the dog's kibble. Yeah. Uh, then I pat them dry. Is there anything, sir? I, I, I'm, I, I ask this as a complete neophyte. Is there anything served by salting them before you put them in the bags? Um, the, I have done that before. Did you and, know, what, what's what's the difference? Uh, the last time I cooked them this way, I salted them after, and it came out really, really well. Okay. I just didn't I didn't put as much salt as I usually do. I like a lot of salt on my meat. 
before cooking, before I sear it. For those of you wondering what you just heard, uh, we just poured uh, a bottle from a Paso Robles, California producer called Chateau Lateau. Which is now closed. Which is now, unfortunately, no it's longer gone. in business. Uh, this is a 2014 Tanat. Tanat is the name of a grape. It's very good. $8 bottle. I got these for 8 bucks. Yeah, well, they didn't originally sell them for eight, No, but, but I, I, I got the clothes out. This is a guy who actually... I walk in to his storefront in Paso Robles, mm -hmm. and he's like, Hey, who are you? Hey, my name's Kurt Schlicker. He goes, Oh, I read your stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I gotta become a part of your club, and I, this is just, I, I just think this is a really good, I mean, for eight dollars, it's unbelievable. Yeah, but but for for twenty five, it would be it was still really really good. good. Yeah, and Tanat is a grape from the south of France, also. Oh, I thought uh, it was Italian. No, or Spanish. So, I'm sorry. Tanat is Tanat is it, 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 they grow it in France. They also grow it in Uruguay. Really? Yeah. It's it's the main grape of Uruguay. It's like the maybe one of the only things they grow there. I knew I knew I should have gone to Uruguay. Yeah, I know. I loved it. I love this stuff. And apparently they grow it in Paso. So I've got maybe two more bottles of it. I got that one bottle we got together. It's a twenty eight eleven. Yep. Yeah, and he yeah, signed you, it. You brought, I've I've got one of those too. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I'm like I don't want to drink it. It it's just he, he closed it down because he wanted to do other things. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of sad because I really like, I like what he did. I mean, it's, it's not still good. Look, it's not, you know, it went. It, it isn't my favorite wine. But you know what? But it, I really like it. As, for a, as, as I taste it, it puts me right back in that tasting room. And, exactly, and it's what I call a Thursday wine. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to spend 150 bucks on a wine I'm having on a Thursday. But I want a good one. You want a good wine. This, this is a good wine. Um, this would be a really good pairing with another one of those Trader Joe's ice cream sandwiches that we just had. Oh, shit. You want another one? Yeah. Hey, honey, can you get Drew another ice cream sandwich? He wants another with our Tanat. Anyway, I think we've chatted a lot. We've uh, covered a lot of stuff in 47 minutes, Drew. Um by the time we come back here, I, I, I assume we're going to be back in a couple weeks. Pro yeah, I think that's a good, safe assumption. Um, we will be talking about, hopefully, the next rally. Next rally. I hope I get... Gosh, I'd love to be there. Yeah. See, I saw uh, Ronald Reagan's last rally. Did you? Uh, San Diego, 1984. Wow. He al he'd always ended in Mission Valley, San Diego. Mm -hmm. And I was at UC San Diego. So me and my Democrat buddy... Matt, back when, be, back when you could be buddies with the Democrats. Oh yeah, we, we, and, and we still can. We're still very good friends. Yeah, but we cruised down there, and you know, he just wanted to see a president. I wanted to see a president. I was just like, and of course, we're you know drunk because uh, we were like sophomores. Yeah, but uh, and uh, you know, but we're like, oh, this is history. And I saw Reagan's last uh, rally. It right. was it's cool. Anyway. That's uh, unredacted for tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, as usual, uh, Drew Maddich, who pretty much joins me every two weeks. Uh, I've been pushing Drew to uh, start his own uh, little vibe about wine and food and all the other Drew things. So, uh, you know, if that happens, I w if he manages, if he's willing to do it, man, maybe we can uh, make that happen. And... Uh, see what's up so anyway stick around and uh read my stuff and follow me on twitter and uh uh i'll talk to you soon bye bye <laughs>